This podcast contains adult language. Starting now. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of All the World's a Cage, the podcast that delves deep into Nicolas Cage's Legion filmography, one movie at a time. But this isn't just a podcast, folks. It's an invitation. Come along with us. To hell. (laughs) No, but seriously, come along with us to the swampy bayous of Colorado. Meet the cook that I would not let within 100 yards of any meal that I'm about to eat. And see the movie that Ghost Rider 2 wishes it could have been. Today, we're discussing the 2011 action thriller comedy, Drive Angry, starring Nicolas Cage as John Milton. Get it? Yeah, because Paradise <laughs> Lost. Pretty clever, guys. I'm your, I'm, I'm your co-host, Josh. I'm your co-host, Jeff. And I'm your co-host, Sean. So, guys, I don't know if my barometer is way off kilter because we've been watching so many whack movies lately. Mm-hmm. But is it just me or did this movie fucking rule? Oh, this movie totally kicked ass, I thought. Oh, thank God. OK, yeah. cool. OK, 100 percent. I mean, again, it's not like, you know, taking home any Oscars or anything like that. But look, <laughs> the name of this movie is Drive Angry and it delivers on that premise Uh to resounding success, I'd say. I don't know. I'd say that it could be nominated for maybe best special effects. Most unnecessary <laughs> uses of 3D <laughs> in a well, film. Most yeah. uses of the word fuck. <laughs> well, this movie was shot in 3D and it never lets you forget that it was shot in 3D. Yeah, this movie uh, made me really happy that it, it, it served as a reminder that Hollywood seems to have kind of given up on the concept of 3D movies as being like a major selling point. And thank God, dude, because I know as a glasses wear, I fucking hate it. Yeah, same, same. I mean, it just gives me a headache. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the time it's used as just an excuse to have shit like flying at you, which yeah. is basically what happens in this movie. Every once in a while, something would fly at the screen and I'd be like, oh, right. 3D. Yep. Got it. Yeah. yeah. And so my biggest problem with 3D movies is with most movies, they try to like set up a shot. So it's like angled. Mm-hmm. So it, like it looks good. It's designed. Maybe like the palette works better or whatnot. But with it, when it's 3D, it's just like, OK, at this point, uh, hatchet's coming at you. And then it's just like it doesn't actually have to look good. It's just like because you're supposed to be in awe of oh, 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 hatchet and <laughs> yeah, or, or like that mirror broke. Whoa. Oh, the shattered glass. It, oh, it almost came off the screen. Um, but it never looks particularly uh, interesting or good. Um, no, even even in like Mad Max, where it's like. They did have a couple like parts where it's like a guitar kind of comes out at you or the mm-hmm. steering wheel come out, comes out at you. But they don't overdo it. Mm-mm. Now, this movie, <laughs> whew, whew. Yeah. everything in this movie is constantly flying at you. Yeah. I just hate that it's like a gimmicky thing. And the OK, because we're the age that we are and because everyone is the age that they are, because movies have been around for a really long time. Uh-huh. We don't we don't really think about like 
the technological implications of film, you know? But whenever there's a 3D moment, like you were talking about it, Mad Max Fury Road, the the steering wheel. It's like there's a car crash and then the steering wheel flies at the screen. I watched that movie in theaters in 2D, and I remember seeing the steering wheel and being like, oh, 3D, cool. <laughs> and I, it really takes you out of the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember exactly the shot you're talking about, yeah. Especially with that movie, because it's like it happens like three times compared to this movie where it's like every time somebody points a gun, yes, so every many. every time a, a car door falls off or something. And it's just it's it never stops. And uh, yeah, or yeah. Even every the... time that guy from mom flips a coin. Every time there's a car crash, so about every 100 seconds-ish. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, this movie is fucking crazy. It is primarily about, as far as I can tell, violence, nudity, and revenge, and just like muscle cars. Yeah, baby. That's pretty much it. Um, basic synopsis, if you haven't seen it. Nick Cage plays a guy who escapes from hell to try to track down this cult that has kidnapped his granddaughter. That's pretty much it. At some point, he runs into Amber Heard and she comes along and helps him. And it's not ever really explained why, like, she sticks with him throughout all this. He he has a he has a like a little line at the end where he's like, yeah, that's why I picked you. And it's like, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the movie, you picked her because she had a fast car. You would have stolen that car from the other waitress that was trying to sleep with you if it was her car. Yeah. Yeah. I I was never really clear why he didn't just steal it, because he shows a pretty wanton disregard for, you know, mortal life or whatever. You know, when they're at the uh, like roadhouse bar and mm-hmm. he's getting down with the waitress. <laughs> I mean, he has, holy shit. Yeah, he has. There is a gunfight in this movie that happens while Nicolas Cage is inside somebody. Yeah. Uh, and um, yes. Yeah, so I had to hold my tongue for a couple episodes because at like the first that we had done that started doing this whole project, somebody had made a comment about, oh, man, I've never seen Nick Cage in a sex scene. Yeah. And I was a. It this was, was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, it was Josh. I remembered it. Yeah, what really? When the camera pans around the wall. You know, it's a, it's like a tracking shot where it starts in Amber Heard's room and she's getting her toenails painted by her. You know, the the bar boy that she took back to her room. Yeah. And then it, you know, pans across through the wall into Nick Cage's room, and she's just fully naked, straddling him, leaned back. And he's just sitting there fully clothed, fully clothed, wearing sunglasses, smoking a cigar <laughs> and holding a bottle of Jack Daniels. And as soon as it, you know, showed that, I was just like, oh, poor Josh. He didn't want to see this. I didn't. I had to. You know, I didn't. And then I was like, no, nah, this is OK. When it became a gunfight scene, I was like, this this got good pretty fast. Also, she's like screaming at him like she's having a great time, but she's also saying, Oh, you can move that dick. And, yeah, she, and I was just we kept thinking, are you yeah, move your move at all. Like yeah, you're just, just sitting yeah. there. Yeah, I didn't really pick up on that the first time that we watched it. And then on the rewatch, you know, it, it stuck out to us more that it's like, oh no, she's exasperated by his lack of participation. That's that's the mood in the room. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was an exclamation or if that was a request. Yeah, I think it's a request. 
And I mean, baller move, cigar during sex. Wild. I know. <laughs> Stinky and bad, I say. And like, but... he's been in hell for like, I don't know how long, what, 10 years or something? I think along those lines. And unclear. Uh, yeah, I'd say 10 to 20, maybe. And I, I don't think well, it's ever made explicitly so, clear. Yeah, through the dialogue, he says he was shot when she was 13. Uh, 16, I think. 16? Yeah, I remember like teens. So, but I mean, regardless, I mean, when we see her in the scene with Jonah King, she's like an adult, like an adult adult. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought she looked like 25, 30. Sure. So, yeah. So I just thought it was weird that if he's been like locked away by himself for like 10 years, the first time he has sex, he's just like gonna, he's like, you know what? Nah, you do all the work. I'm good. Yeah. Well, he's like, not even it's, it's not even his idea really. Like when Amber Heard is leaving the table to like go rope her dope, she's like, <laughs> uh, no one ever gets to the end of their life and thinks, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have had all that cool sex. That's, that's I think that's literally her line too. Yeah. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but not by much. Yeah, that that classic old phrase. Yeah, well, when you die, nobody laying on your deathbed, nobody says, oh, "I should have been an accountant." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, speaking of accountants, there is an accountant in this movie. He's played by I had to look this up. Mike William Fichtner is how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fichtner. Uh, and he's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. He's super cool. He's like I, I guess he's supposed to be like the devil's assistant, and he's after Nicolas Cage, and he is. I would watch two straight hours of just him chasing people around or just him like doing stuff. He was so fun. Like walking? Yeah. He walked. Did you notice he walked in time with his intro music? Yeah. I did not notice that. Well, that was all the whatever. We can get into the music later. But the <laughs> at the end, he just like snaps his fingers and a car appears. And I'm like, you couldn't have done that any other point in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, he has to like, gotta, gotta get his steps he in, He has man. to, like, steal cars <laughs> and walk places. I didn't even think about that. He can just make them. Yeah. <laughs> he can just snap his fingers. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Yeah, but okay, so we might be getting ahead of ourselves here. Let's, let's rewind the tape a little bit. And we're gonna go back to the diner that Amber Heard works at. I guess, which I don't know about you guys. I assumed was in like Oklahoma or like Tennessee, like somewhere near like the the Florida panhandle, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Because every single person in it has a southern accent, right? Yeah. That classic southern Colorado. Southern. It's in Colorado. Yeah. Katie Mixon's character is named Norma Jean. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) Norma Jean. Yeah. Well, I mean, classic waitress name. Yeah. Classic. (laughs) Also Marilyn Monroe's real name. Yep. Um, but yeah, like they are working this tiny little diner right next to like a trailer park and Aspen is like right over there. Yeah. Like they're just in Colorado. Yeah, that is weird. I didn't even really like wrap my mind around the uh, incongruity there, but you're right. It's definitely um, a weird placement for all of their southern accents. Also, this diner just it's it's just sucks so bad. It's yeah. like cheers, but shitty. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're just they're just having a loud conversation about their personal lives. Yeah. But it's like totally inappropriate. There's kids mm-hmm. right there. And she's just like, I won't give him any tits or ass because he didn't marry me. But now he did. So it's OK. Ha. Yeah. Yeah. It's and the cook is like spitting in the kitchen and like an absolute just Which like you- 
ogre. I would only assume that there's like a flat top right there. <laughs> just or something like he just spit on like people's eggs. Yeah. <laughs> He's like leaning into the hot window when he does it. So he can't have hit the floor. No, it's disgusting. Like there's no way. No, no. Um, it's disgusting. I was like absolutely grossed out by that guy. But um, yeah, so Nick Cage shows up at this diner and Katie Mixon immediately tries to mm -hmm. bang him. Yeah, the horniest waitress the world has ever known. She's like basically Second. basically calling him daddy within like a minute of meeting him. They, they, <laughs> She's they, like the full moon always makes me super horned up. Yeah, and then and then like yeah. entwines their fingers and then like starts yeah. just kissing and then yeah then, then Nick Cage grabs his coffee takes a drink and then says I asked for sugar and it's like motherfucker <laughs> it's on the table yeah <laughs> nobody brings you sugar when it's already there what the it's fuck it's right there dude yeah that's wild I mean cream yeah. sure it's got to be refrigerated I get I'm it sorry but... it was like the thing that. It, it just drives me crazy. I don't. Oh, sorry. Let it go. Okay. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> He's got very strong feelings about this sugar. <sighs> I can tell. But yeah, Katie Mixon comes on to him, makes out with him very quickly, which I don't understand how she's not fired every single day. Uh, she gets um, those great tips. But do you think maybe the kiss was the sugar? She thought he was like implying something because yeah. if she thought that's an implication, she must make out with like half the people that order coffee. Mm hmm. Well, I don't know. I oh, what if you order pie? Holy shit. Oh, Jesus. God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I hate you so much in this moment. OK, I'm just going to push past that. So yeah. I, I think this might be one of the moments where we're supposed to accept as the viewers that like Nick Cage is just super hot. Even though in this movie he's got like greasy, wispy, weird hair. Yeah. Um, his outfit, his outfit's pretty killer. Yeah. Can get black behind denim. some black denim. Yeah, yeah, definitely does. Yeah. You know, that's cool. That's cool. But like, is it sexy? I don't know. He's he doesn't really come off as sexy in this movie to me. But maybe no. that's what they're asking us to accept is like he's just so, you know, oozing sexuality that mm -hmm. she goes for it. I don't know. It's a weird scene. It's very weird. He when he goes for the kiss, he straight up grabs her neck and pulls her towards him. And she's like into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's into it. To be I, clear, I, it's no. What were you going to say? I was just saying, yeah, she she's into it. It's it's a consensual kiss, but it's like very like barbaric the way he I mean, there, it's a room full of people. It's not like a peck on the cheek. Yeah, it's a diner, like full. It's like a diner at like lunch. It's like full of fucking people. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's daytime in this scene, too, just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Noon. Noon. <laughs> in Colorado. I, I that threw me off so fucking bad because like it's not for like an hour in the movie that you learn where it is when they uh, somebody's like, we got two dead Colorado troopers in here. And I was like what so i paused it <laughs> huh. and i went to the wikipedia page and i started reading the synopsis which i usually never do like intentionally i, I try and avoid it uh. and i was like this is in fucking colorado well the op huh. the opening scene we know is in laughter colorado it says from the uh uh, title card mm -hmm. oh i didn't catch that but i mean i guess it, yeah. between that scene and the diner scene it's unclear if you know how much time has passed or distance or any of that so i mean i 
I yeah. was I wasn't thinking Colorado either by the time we got to the diner. Yeah. yeah. Well, right before the diner, it's like, you know, they or Nick Cage just like blows three like rednecks to pieces. And except for one who says he says to him, you tell him I'm coming. You tell him I'm coming for that girl. And then it that's like, OK, message. Got it. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I hate that fucking trope. Like, why? You're blowing yeah, the element why? of surprise. There's nothing yeah. to be gained. Your tactical advantage is is gone now. Yeah, you're obviously like you, gonna make your bad jokes when you find him anyway. So like, I mean, everybody thinks they don't think anyone's after them. They, as far as they know, he's dead. Yeah. So like, because he is. They did they? Did he think is. That until he told him he was coming. It's just so fucking stupid. But that's the thing about this movie uh, is that it's stupid, but it knows it is. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't really give a shit uh, whether or not it's stupid. It's like it's like the writer and director were like 15 year old boys in the 70s and that all they watched were like grindhouse movies. Mm-hmm. And then they both went into comas. <laughs> and then somebody woke the, somebody woke them up in 2010 and they were like, here's 50 million dollars. Go make a movie. <laughs> You got it. And like, this is what you get. Yeah. Which (laughs) would also explain why they're so horny for 3D. They're like, whoa, this is a thing now. Cool. It's not even it's not even blue and yellow anymore. Blue and red. Blue and red. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So at this point, he is informed that the car belongs to Amber Heard Mm -hmm. and he, I guess, sabotages it, basically. It's yeah. It's implied that he breaks off something or, like, unscrews something in her engine block, and then somehow, by when her car breaks down, like, a mile away or whatever, he's just right there, ready. You know, he's traveling on foot, but he's a step behind her, just like, oh, yep, let me... He's like, I can fix that if you give me a ride. Yeah, distance means very little in this movie. Like... Yeah, for yeah. real. Even less than season eight of Game of Thrones. Hey, oh, yeah, he literally he fixes her car by like I watched. He just moves his hand one time. Yeah. And then like her car is good. Yeah. No, so little effort expended on fixing the engine that it has to be intentional. Yeah. Like there's no way that it's like, okay, now now fiddle around in there for a minute, Nick, and make it look like you're fixing an engine. The director was definitely like, okay, now screw that cap back on. Yeah. Screw the coolant cap back on or whatever yeah. it is, you know. And then you're good. Like, yep. how how is she not suspicious of that? Like, this dude who is just at the diner now knows exactly what's wrong with your car when you pull off to the side of the road? Well, she's so not suspicious about it that the next scene, she pulls up to her front, the front of her house, like in her driveway, and is like, <laughs> all right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, oh, yeah, you know where I live now. Well, for oh, the yeah, next right. 30 seconds, I guess. But uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, she she says she doesn't pick up hitchhikers and she must not because she doesn't know that you're not supposed to just show them where your domicile is. Yeah. So then uh, she walks in on her fiance cheating on her, uh, which did you guys see that coming? I, I totally saw that coming. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the whole scene where she's bragging about how she withheld sex from him and that's how she tricked him into proposing yeah they're of course they're setting up for this you know 
Yeah, and then she walks in and sees him, who, by the way, he looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you haven't seen the movie, mm-hmm. just picture Stone mm-hmm. Cold Steve Austin. Yep, yep but like a much. little thinner. Yeah, and a little higher like pitched voice. Jacked. Not as jacked, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, he does have an excellent line. Why is everybody hurting me? <laughs> I loved that. That was so yeah. funny. So good. Also, do you guys know who this guy is? No. Uh, it's th- this role is played by uh, Todd Farmer, which is the screenwriter of this mm. film. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> mm, I'm not. No, it's cool. He's funny in this role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, like. You know, oftentimes when, you know, writers or directors or whatever want to insert themselves into their films, it kind of sucks, Tarantino. (laughs) But uh, I actually did like this bit part. So, you know, it worked for me. Yeah, I like it when the when they don't play like a cool character, when they play a character who's like, you know, pathetic or like gets blown up Tarantino. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a big fan of that part. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, your your Shyamalan's are like, uh, I'm a guy waiting in line or I'm a doctor that has like two lines, you know? It it is just done over, but I mean I've I've never seen, I've never seen um, I've never seen his head get blown off though. That's that's the twist. That's the twist. Yeah, yeah, because we see this guy's head get crushed by a uh, falling window AC unit that d- doesn't really seem okay. So Sean and I debated this for a while. Uh huh. That'd kill you, right? Oh yeah. I mean, or at least like coma. Like, like yeah. you know, you're you're in the hospital. You're you've got brain damage. Yeah, he you, doesn't yeah. even have like a splint on his nose. The next time we see him, no. he's just cool. Have you guys ever lifted one of those before? Like a window unit? Yeah, they're heavy. Yeah, they're heavy as fuck. They're like they got to be like 70, 80 pounds. Yeah, it's coils of copper. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, it, he would absolutely his head would be like paste. It would be disgusting. That's and so when okay, uh, getting a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she. Drops off Nick. It's like, adios. And then catches her fiance cheating. Mm -hmm. Kicks the naked lady out. Yeah. And then (laughs) starts getting... The neighbor guy starts taking pictures. That was... I was just like, and America walks in. Yeah, gross gross American flag (laughs) t-shirt man starts taking flip phone camera phone pictures. Which, do you remember having a flip phone? Like... That would not be a good photo. Yeah. And like they're moving around in the picture. Like it's going to yeah. be like six blurry pixels. Yeah. It's, but, yeah. But hopefully that phone got smashed when she threw it on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hopefully. Gross. And he's like, my phone. That was. I love that part. I, I mean, and to be honest, that shirt was stupid as hell. But man, that visor was bitching. Yeah, he has a cool visor. Cool visor. It's like yeah, yeah. It's like a riverboat gambler dealer visor. That clear plastic, but yeah. orange. But orange, yeah. Huh. So, <laughs> so, uh, he throw or she throws the woman out into the street, and then uh, you know she's like, "Well, I'm out of here," or whatever. And he's like, "Well, you're not leaving in my car." And she's like, "What do you mean your car? I paid for that. I've been making the fucking payments. Right, yeah. Like, I'm taking it or whatever." So he starts to, you know, beat the shit out of her because, like, he's a gross heel. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a very long scene, honestly. It was the one part I thought was really long. They get into, like, a physical fight and he hits her a lot. It's not Yeah, great. it's pretty gratuitous. But, I mean, it does uh, yeah. give ample reason, I'd say, for, you know, Milton to end up, you know, knocking him into the wall and dropping the fucking window unit on his head. So. But it, it also sets up, like... She should just have bad judgment because 
when they when Nick Cage and her part for the first time, he's like, "Is he a good man?" And she's like, "Yeah, sometimes you just know these things." And then, <laughs> yeah, and then, but... and then it's like literally, he doesn't even have enough time to like make a phone call. He's like, he just checks his gun and then looks over, and he's like, "Oh, she's like getting her face kicked in by that dickhead." Yeah, and then kicks that guy's face in and drops a win- window unit on him, which I just assumed he was dead. And then that's why she was like, okay, I've, I'm going to go with you now because I don't want to get arrested for murdering my fiance. Yeah, we just killed that guy. That's what I thought, too, for sure. Yeah, and, like, later on, she's like, she asks Nick Cage, like, is he dead? And there's a, he has, like, a pause where he's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's totally dead. And then it turns out, no, he's not. I thought that was the implication, but no, he's still alive when the accountant shows up. Yeah, he's still alive. So then uh, he after waking up uh, and his face is just totally fine, I guess he is called the cops. He's like watching a news story and the door goes off and he's like, oh, finally, the cops are here. But it's not the cops. It's the accountant. And he, you know, the accountant pushes his way into the house and is like, I'm looking for these traveler, this traveler, you know, and he's like, wait, wait a minute, you're not the cops. And then he says something that I thought was absolutely fucking preposterous, which is like, oh, if you're not the cops, I'm not talking to you. I'm a like gross, like redneck guy who only <laughs> talks to cops. I didn't even think about that. Cops are the only people I want to talk to. Yeah, he seems like the kind of person who would be like, pretty uh, averse to the police. Yeah. He seems shady enough, but I guess he really wanted to file that police report on his missing car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't get an opportunity because he tries to play baseball with the accountant. Yeah, he does. It does not go in his favor. Um, yeah, William Fichtner shows up and just kills him. It's awesome. God, he's so cool in this movie. Oh, total, total 3D kill, too. It's, oh, man. <laughs> wow. They throw the, they throw that baseball bat, like, right at your face. <laughs> Whoa, I spilled my popcorn. <laughs> Shit, man. After he kills uh, this douchebag, the a couple cops do show up. Mm-hmm. They're responding to his call, and uh, he uses his magic coin to become an FBI badge. Yeah. And convinces these two Colorado beat cops to just <laughs> go to Oklahoma with them. I which that was another thing where I was like at the time I was like, well if this bar is just somewhere else in town, okay, I guess, but now it's like, okay, drive across state lines with me, you know, an FBI agent. No need to check in with your no. superiors or anything like that. Yeah, they don't verify it at all. They just look at his his FBI badge, and they're just like, yeah. okay. And then they drive from Colorado to Oklahoma, which that's got to be like, what, 12 hours probably? Yeah, I mean, it's no small trek. It's definitely enough that I'd be like, well, I'm just going to use my cell phone that everyone has because it's 2011, and I'm going to uh, give a call to the old <laughs> sergeant and just, just to let him know. I'm sure it's cool that we just abandon our job. like. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's it's implied that he has some sort of brainwashing powers. Like, oh, really? It, yeah, because the way he holds the like little FBI card and then like moves it and it, it 
the guy follows it like he's entranced. Oh, I didn't think that at all. Really? Yeah, that's... Also, it happens again when he does the same fucking trick in front of, like, even more cops. <laughs> yeah. And then they, like, some of them are like, what is their fucking deal? Why is it... And then Cap'n's like, or Cap is, goes... Or Tom, Tom Hankins? Hankins. Hankins. Uh, Atkins. Hackins. Atkins. Hackins? Atkins. Atkins. The, the head cop. Ah, the dear. guy from the guy from Halloween three. <laughs> I just call, Oh my just god he is. Yeah. Well, yes. Oh. <laughs> and Night of the Living Creeps and so on. Huh. But, yeah, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Fantastic movies. He's a he's been a strong actor for in like B horror for decades. He's he's a treasure. Anyways. <laughs> well, I okay, I I, I this is interesting, though, because I wasn't really picking up on that. He was supposed to be like mesmerizing them or anything, because if he's like if that's his game, if he's manipulating them through magic, then why does he have to be like, oh, I'm the FBI? Like, couldn't he just wave his shiny coin around? And I don't know. I just imagined it as like Doctor Who with psychic paper. It like it shows whatever you need at the time. It's he, like, hmm. well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I get that trope. I just it's confusing to me why they wouldn't just go with one or the other. Either he hypnotizes them or he has that, you know, the magic item that it's always exactly the credentials you need. Yeah, it would be like if, yeah, if you got pulled over by the cops and you held out a fake driver's license, but also you hypnotized him yeah. into believing that you had a real driver's license. Yeah, it would be like just do one or the other mm. so yeah it's weird um, <laughs> i just think this movie could have been a bit better if they just cut out the like hell shit at the beginning and just like have it be a mystery be like who the fuck is this guy what are his powers yeah not that it's just like i mean he still is who the fuck is this guy what are his powers but mm -hmm. like you know that he's like some hellhound like going for nick like it doesn't really matter, but I thought it might have been a little bit more of a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I guess that would have been cool, and it would have added more mystery to who Nick Cage is, too. Yeah. It is weird that the movie just straight up opens with a shot of literal hell. Actual real-life hell. Yeah. yeah, with a they, car driving. They shot on location. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shit. Okay. So, so I guess the, so they go across state lines to <laughs> Oklahoma because yeah, uh, Milton has, mm -hmm. you know, whisked away the unconscious Piper to, you know, this uh, bar, this like cowboy bar that he frequented in his former life, uh -huh. uh, which we learn because he has like a tense interaction with the. I don't know, manager guy, you know, he's the, he's like the host. Yeah, he's like acting like the host when they get there. But then later he's behind the bar. Yeah. I, I mean, owner operators wear many hats. Maybe. Yeah, he's I mean, he's, he's sure. filling in the gaps wherever they may be, Jeff. Sure. I mean, sure. especially when half your employees go off to fuck in the middle of their shift. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, and the that's other. True. The other half are out with tetanus from touching all the rusty barn shit on the walls. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Uh, no, you guys are right. When your staff is that weak, you definitely got us to get us patch in the holes. This is I think this is probably around the first time that we meet the antagonist. Uh, what was his name? Jonah King, King. which is Jonah like King. the most cult leader name ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. His, I had to look it up because I was like that. I, I swear to God, that's just another cult leader and something. Yeah. Else. 
biblical name not, plus no. royalty trope you know it'd be like if he was named like isaiah crown or something oh shit yeah that's a great name <laughs> well i didn't think that jonah king was a particularly uh, good name but here we are yeah he i by the way i thought he was fucking killing it in the accent department yeah i love the accent i hated the soul patch yeah yeah it's terrible <laughs> i had to look it up i was just like i'm sorry I don't care if you are the mouth of God, uh, God or Satan. I don't care. You shave that off before I listen to you. Yeah, I, yeah. No. I don't. I don't. I don't care if you're Bella Swan's dad. I just am not gonna listen to a father with that soul patch. <laughs> oh shit! He is the dude from Twilight, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you rock that sweet bass, yeah. dad, <laughs> dad rock style. He's uh, he's awesome in this movie, though. I mean, he's a uh, he's great. Yeah, he's a great like, you know, icky cult leader guy on oh, the fingernails. He has gross. fucking gross fingernails. Yeah. I mean, they're not gross. They're immaculately maintained. Uh, how like does he pointy. keep? All, yeah. How does he keep all the blood from underneath those fingernails? Like, really? <laughs> he likes yeah. to play with blood and he keeps them so clean. Yeah, that's tough. You got to get in there, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, when you've got an army of followers to do mm-hmm. your bidding, I guess you've got a lot of time for uh, grooming and personal hygiene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, get in there with a Q-tip and some rubbing alcohol. You can take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to look. The actor is from Washington because I had to look. I was like, is he from the South? Because he's really killing this. And I think I was just thinking that because it was such a sharp contrast to everybody else in this movie. Except, except Katie Mixon, who is also from the South, I think. Um, but Amber Heard, I mean, she you just don't even try and do an accent. Like, if you're if you're only gonna do it half the time, just don't do it at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And, and your character's from Colorado, apparently. Like, <laughs> <laughs> again, didn't yeah? I, I, I watched this movie twice that. in the last like three days. I cannot get over that. Didn't know that. Like, no, I, you know, my, here's my theory. I think that it is a very specific theme restaurant. You know, like how you go to a restaurant and they'll be like, like, it's the future or whatever. They're like, we are a bad diner from the Florida panhandle. Sure. Yeah. But why would. Okay, I get. Okay, so the uniforms make you think like 50s era, 50s, 60s era diner. Yeah. uh, Americana, whatnot. Uh But the ceiling of that diner had these like really pretty like stained glass like windows what? for like skylights. I didn't and notice it that. Just, yeah, I just was like, this is a really classy joint for such a trashy stuff. <laughs> always always got an eye for architecture. Yeah. Uh, one I of love the things windows. I love about you. Well yeah. And he so, does love windows, that's true. So that's my um oh yeah, I guess yeah. If any if any of us was gonna notice that it'd be you, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. He's a stained glass man through and through. <laughs> We can cut all this. Absolutely <laughs> not. But yeah, so that's my theory. So when people are done at Aspen and Breckenridge and all the, the all the ski spots, they can you know feel like real locals in a state <laughs> yeah. halfway across the country. Yeah. Yeah, but like you're also like pretty far from like any good looking mountains. Everything is just like swampy looking bayou. It's like a bayou. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And- and they talk later. She's like, I could find a better man in Florida. And he's like, Florida? No, nah, maybe Texas. And I was like, yeah, weird line. Think, thinking back on it, I'm like, why the fuck? What are you fucking talking? What are you talking about? <laughs> super, super weird 
line. That would be like if somebody here in Iowa was like, I could find a better man in New Hampshire. <laughs> maybe Missouri. And, and I was like, maybe Missouri. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe Vermont to New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure you could. Find a lot of rich people in yeah yeah I, or <laughs> Florida or Texas. Uh, I mean, it's all. <laughs> I I wonder if I wonder if it was not supposed to be that. I wonder if like it just it seems like the kind of thing that was changed halfway through production. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was some reason they were like, "Ooh, shit." Yeah, we got it. We'll just say it's in Colorado. Well, I don't know about stuff getting changed halfway through production, but in the commentary track, they did talk about how most of the changes to the script were production changes, not development changes. And mm. they talk at length about how like in the opening scene where he's pursuing the three guys in the truck, they're called they talk about how they're just called the fuckers. Like those characters aren't named, you know, Tom Atkins is just cap, you know, like there's a lot of these characters. Yeah. Uh, Katie Mixon is Norma Jean. I, I'm reading that on Wikipedia. I don't think they say it in the movie. So it's like a lot of the shit in this movie just isn't that doesn't feel fully fleshed out. Like mm -hmm. they, there's just characters they aren't mm -hmm. naming and stuff, <laughs> which I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it's a grindhouse flick. Maybe it doesn't need all of that yeah. and, and it's fine, but. I, I don't know. It's a very real no, possibility I mean, uh, that they were like Colorado, sure, and just didn't really think that much about the implications. Save it for the behind the scenes, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or maybe they were like, maybe it was supposed to be like Oklahoma or like somewhere in the South, you know? And they were like, well, if it was, then he'd already be there. Yeah, sure. Like, it, you know, it wouldn't take you two days to get that far. So we got to have it be somewhere far away. Yeah, this is drive angry, not walk angry. <laughs> What does drive angry? What does that mean? Um, it means you're driving probably rec recklessly or like um, yeah, not following traffic laws. But is it like a phrase? Uh, what is that? Um, our neighbors might be having an orgy by the campfire. Yeah, fuck. That was weird. <clears throat> Their barbecue smells great. Yeah, sh shout out to our neighbors. Okay. Uh, drop by their cool happening pad if you want some dope smelling barbecue and some <laughs> sex sounds that are audible on the other side of the house. <laughs> and the other side of the city. <laughs> Through the microphone. Um, the magic of technology. Yeah, so they're at this bar. The cult shows up. Billy Burke. Oh, yeah. Um, Bull. Wait. The cult leader sorry, shows the up. The bar's name, by the way, Bull by the Balls. Bull by the Balls. Whack. What a whack name. If somebody was I like, mean, hey, man, you want to go uh, hit up that new bar? It's uh, Bull by the Balls. I'd be like, nobody no. nobody calls it that, though. Like, no. townies would be like, oh, you going to balls or bull balls? <laughs> you like, they you guys going to the balls? You going balls tonight? Oh, balls out, baby. No way. The crowd of this bar, when they refer to it, they're just like, hey, see you down at the bar. Yeah, it's it, you're right. It's just the bar. It's, it's, it's not. Are we going? It's honky tonk. They're going. Night. Yeah, it's nickel beers at bull by the balls. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, geez. <laughs> so then uh, the cult shows up and attack Nick Cage in a hotel room. And I noticed that they just have like whatever they thought was cool. Yeah. One one guy has like a sickle, mm -hmm. and another guy has a cattle prod. They just have various yeah. like miscellaneous. Yeah, yeah they're weapons. not a very well equipped army. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
Also, wasted opportunity for the uh, hammer and sickle guy to not, you know, they could have had like Nick duck between them and they smash their weapons together in a cool 3D moment. <laughs> the hammer and sickle clash and then they, yeah. spark. you know, a revolution. Oh, they, they, they accidentally <laughs> hit each other with them and then, you know, he takes off his sunglasses and says, see, <laughs> communism never works. Yeah, that's true. Well, might have been a little too political for this movie. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I think I just overwrote it. A maybe little it's bit, in but. the, uh, maybe it's on the cutting room floor. We'll never know. <laughs> and also, uh, I mean, I guess I don't want to gloss over that scene, but also shortly after that, those cops die, and I was like, I just, I kind of thought for the amount of involvement they had in the plot, I really thought that they were gonna last longer than that. Yeah, they, uh, they get taken down. How do they just? Does he get him or does Amber Heard get him? Amber, like, Amber Heard shoots one of them who is about to have yeah. the drop on Nick. But then yeah. when she hits that cop, he moves his gun and shoots the other cop in the head. Mm. Yeah, because Nick also gets shot in this scene, which yep. uh, the first time we watched it, I was just like, oh, no. And then just like went back to mm. not giving a fuck. And I just kind of forgot about it. And then later on in the movie, when yeah. he you know shows his healing factor, I was like, See, what, oh, yeah, he got shot in the oh, chest yeah. earlier. So it <laughs> and was, it's just cool. It would have been a bigger surprise um, if they didn't show him drive out of hell at yeah. the day of the fucking movie. <laughs> so this is the same thing that I, I thought about with, like, Rampage with The Rock, where, at like, uh, halfway through the movie, he gets, like, shot in the stomach and is just, like, totally fine. And, like, he's still running around. He's still doing all these, like, kick-ass fight scenes. And it's just, like... Dude, you're like bleeding to death, and yeah. like it's been forty minutes. <laughs> like <laughs> Bull bullets hurt. Like and, if if one grazes you or like just hits in the muscle system somewhere, like I think you can kind of keep trucking. But a shot to the torso—that's where the organs live. That's mm -hmm. the organs' house. Yeah, that's like the soft stuff. But rock, but rocks, rock, rock. Rock strong. <laughs> yeah, rock strong, Josh. That's true. Rock. It's it. It's rock in his big. contract. Rock big. Yeah, but not as big as the giant radioactive monkey. Rock big. <laughs> <laughs> but so when she looks at it later, she's like, "Oh, the heal, uh, the the blood almost is like it's almost completely stopped bleeding." And yeah. he's like, "Oh no, it's fine. It's just a graze." And it's like, "Okay, don't worry about don't worry don't about that. Think about it too much." <laughs> And so it's like, okay, so he has superpowers, some sort of regenerative abilities. Um, so, okay, that's fine. More of a surprise if we didn't see him drive out of hell. Sorry, I'm repeating myself. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> just, it would have been a better call. It just blows my mind. But then they, they drive off, and then they're heading down to... Mm -hmm. I don't... I actually forgot. Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana. Hold, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> It's Louisiana. Yeah. Because I remember because uh, because uh, Katie Mixon's character is like oh, Stillwater. No, that's not in Texas. That's in Louisiana. And I was like, oh, yeah. Stillwater? Isn't Stillwater fucking? It? There's yeah. isn't there a town named Stillwater in all fifty <laughs> contiguous states? And like, yeah, I mean, wait. Her she knows where it is, and she lives in Colorado. Well, her daddy did time there. But, like, what are the odds Before of that? Before they shut it down, which was a hundred years ago. Uh, I, oh, <laughs> I can't, I, guys, this is a speed bump that is insurmountable <laughs> to me. Like, my brain can't shift gears off of this. I'm fucking stuck on it. 
So they're heading on down to the bayou Colorado. <laughs> anyway, no, keep keep going. I'll I'll try and I'll count backwards okay. from ten I mean, and take I some had deep the breaths. sugar. I couldn't yeah. handle the sugar. You can't handle, um, yeah, that Ge- geography. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, geography. Bit of a leap. Uh, and then I'm I'm sure Jeff's pissed off about. I don't know the god gun or something. No, that's um, fucking no. great. There wasn't any. There wasn't any time travel in this movie, <laughs> so I really don't have an axe to grind. But, so they're heading on down Louisiana way, and uh, okay, this is the uh, the accountant catches up with them in a stolen oh, car. This is my favorite scene. And uh, he, they're in a chase scene. They're neck and neck, uh, crossing a bridge, and what the accountant pretty much just says, like, "Come on now." Back, back to hell with you. Come on, man. We we glossed over the the fucking scene. Do you want to go? Well, we talked to we talked uh, no, about it. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it, it's uh, we'll go. We'll be, we'll go. Yeah, we'll we'll that'll be the finale. <laughs> um, I loved this scene. It was my favorite scene. Um, I, I, William Fickner is just great at doing this, like doing all these sort of casual things, but because of who his character is, like a, like a demon. It just makes it all so much more hilarious and funny. Yeah. Like when he does the he does the little roll down the window motion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he makes a sound and then he tries to use the loudspeaker to talk, but there's like feedback. So he's like, Ugh, yeah, catches for a second. Guard. Yeah, he he does a good job of blending like you know comedy and like being menacing and you know all of these. He's like rolling all of these different elements into his performance, and it it all gels together very well. And he doesn't even have that many lines either throughout the movie. So it's like he's doing a lot of just like like just with his eyebrows and like just little hand gestures, which is quite delightful. Yeah. And he just looks like he's just like kind of having fun, like the character and the actor. It was fun. He doesn't get out of hell very often. You know, Mm -hmm. it's fun. Probably not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then uh, I don't remember the exact chain of events, but it ends with Nick Cage running him off the. Oh no! He shoots him with the gun. Yeah, yeah. he he with gets the God out. Killer. Yeah, yeah, he gets out his uh, his you know wooden case that has like the Latin <laughs> scratched out, and then God Killer scratched into the top of the case because why would we try to preserve an element of suspense when we introduce <laughs> these cool you know fantastical looking objects? Anyway, he pulls out a five barrel gun that only comes with three bullets for whatever fucking mm-hmm. stupid reason. Yeah. And uh, it's the God killer gun. So, you know, it can actually hurt the accountant. He only grazes his cheek, but because he is like swerving out of the way of the bullet, he launches his car off the side of the bridge. Yeah. And then as it's flipping, it cuts to him sitting in the seat and just humming casually. Yeah. Like as it's hurtling off the bridge, it's great. God, he's so good in this movie. Yeah, he yeah, gets <sighs> driving a car off the bridge is not an issue. He got out of the way of the the bullet that could have killed him and now he's just like, "Oh, well, this is a setback, but we'll get there." <laughs> yes, and then he gets found by two stoners. Yeah, yeah one of which uh, is going to live to 73 and the other he'll see in a few months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which they were both very confused, but you know that in 3 months when the other guy died, that first guy who's going to live to 73 is like that's going to fuck with him forever. Well, I mean, at least he knows that it's, he's going to have, a, like, a nice long life. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But still, like, 72 rolls around and you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, oh, yeah 70, I mean, 73 is not that old. Yeah, I mean, it's over life expectancy, I guess, I think. Yeah. 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 
Uh, God, I'm sorry, guys. I am having a hard time remembering what happens next in this fucking movie. There's a whole middle third that is just like... Yeah, and so after the stoners uh, learn about their fates, they <laughs> come up to... Um, they come up to the uh, uh, old creepy church uh, where the cults uh, is uh, congregating. Or at least they see that sweet bitchin' van with the flames on the side. And uh, they're like, all right, that's the van. All right, let's go inside. And then they walk in, or Nick Cage walks in with a shotgun. Everybody's like, you know, praying, doing some sort of hymn. Yeah. And then he walks around Creepily. to the front slowly and then sees the baby and then once he sees the baby everybody pulls out a gun and literally <laughs> everybody everyone every single one except for the lady holding the baby yeah even the baby pulls out a gun oh it's yeah weird. that baby was like finger guns like <laughs> yeah and it's like a real it's like a huge gun and i was like that seems like that was unsafe for production yeah mm -hmm. too big for his arms oh. <laughs> uh yeah okay right and then the cult guy shows up yeah, he walks in because he had like just been waiting right in the little, like little vestibule or whatnot. Just walks in, does a little speech about how he's yeah, I don't know, extremely charismatic yeah. or the, the mouth of Satan. He's, he's gonna use the baby for it's, an yeah. evil ritual. That kind of like, yada yada. I yep. can't yeah, I can't give you this baby. Yep. Because ah. you're a bad parent or mm -hmm. like you're irresponsible to your daughter. And Nick Cage is like, yeah, you're going to stab it. You're going to stab it with a knife, though. <laughs> and then Nick Cage has a moment of a chance to speak in front of everyone and talks about how or says some things that he had only would know because he had seen them. Yeah. Through the television of hell. Yeah. It's implied that uh, when he's in uh, hell, he can <laughs> see the bad things that happen to the people that he loves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he sees his daughter's mm -hmm. misfortunate demise, yep. including uh, the fact that she bit off <laughs> yeah. Jonah King's dick. Yeah, which he then he announces to the congregation to like I guess I don't know undermine his authority yeah. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then yeah, and kills like, his number why? two because it's not he, he was the only one that knew it. Now yeah, everybody but, knows it. And now, and because he did that, now everybody knows it's true. Yeah. Yeah, but the, he doesn't even give the guy a chance it. to be like, what? No, that that's not true or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If they had just both said like, no, then like yeah. everybody would just refuse to believe Nick Cage. Which would. Yeah. But they don't. He just shoots the guy that's like, oh, you must have told some people. And it's like, um, OK. And then Nick Cage gets to do the little finger gun. Again, which he had done previously in a telephone booth. Mm -hmm. But I mean, mm -hmm. whatever. Not that great of a thing. But they had the little like pow, pow noise. <laughs> That's fun. And then uh, and then Nick, Nick Cage gets shot in the face. Yep. Yep. He gets shot right in the head. Mm hmm. Eyeball. In the eye. Yep. Right in the whole eyeball. And uh, Piper freaks out uh, and then gets abducted. And uh, this is where. Uh, Jonah King starts talking about how willful she is a lot, oh, and it God. creeped me out it was heavily. Annoying. Yeah. Uh -huh. I was just like, there has to be another adjective, man. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, fucking invest in a thesaurus, dude. Well, Satan's thesaurus. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he 
uses it like an insult a lot. It's weird. Yeah. You're very willful. <laughs> that was pretty good, Sean. <laughs> it just, it, I, I said it a couple times during the scene because I'm like, why does he keep saying willful? He says willful. It, yeah, he willful. says it like six times. And so. then like, yeah, the fight breaks out. Uh, one lady falls out of the um, Winnebago. Yeah, they get a tussle going on. Oh, well, yeah, a fight, they, a fight breaks out. Oh, sorry. They, yeah, abduct her into a Winnebago. Yeah. Ta- uh, with the baby, take off. And then there's a couple more goons hanging out in the church. A lot of goons, yeah. Uh, which one of them has I, an, an alarmingly fake ass wig. I It just so distracting <laughs> to the movie. It looks like if you put a wig on a bicycle helmet and then just like wore it like a normal head of hair. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not. It, it just, I mean, it's, it, yeah. I, okay, so I thought that was, like, hiding a squib or something, like, like they were going to blow his head off or something. Oh, yeah. No, he no. gets shot in the knee. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of the bit in uh, Community where Ken Jeong is like, like, you'll never know my story. Like, I have to wear my Jeff wig over my bald cap. <laughs> There's no air getting through. Yeah. I'm literally dying. Yeah, like I, I guess I noticed it in the moment. I was like, "That's a terrible wig," but I didn't. It, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, "That actor has a bad wig on." Yeah, we like paused the movie to discuss it. It was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, this one guy survives the gunfight, and the accountant shows up, and he's drinking water. I guess I sort of mm-hmm. assumed it was going to be like communion wine, you know? Mm-hmm. It was in a red, like a red glass, like bottle yeah which I, I was just like i've never seen water come in that yeah, yeah. super weird. like mountain spring or something like it comes in a green or a blue or a clear yeah. bottle not a red a one. thirsty color it looks like he hands him a bottle of grenadine <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like here's my my water it, t- it tastes like hot, like flaming hots here you go <laughs> <laughs> get it because i'm from hell I'm, yeah. I, I like spicy stuff <laughs> He, he he drinks it down like it's normal water, like whatever. But yeah, <laughs> not yeah. And, uh, the the accountant basically interrogates him and is like, "Hey, so just kind of curious, like, what do you guys want with Nick Cage? Like, what's your what's your deal with him?" And the guy's like, "We don't give a shit about him. He's after us on account of we stole his daughter." And this is where the accountant is like, "Oh, it's a revenge thing. I see." Because I guess, like, the conceit is that before, he he didn't really know why, you know, Nick Cage mm-hmm. made it out of hell. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was cool that he was, like, sort of figuring out what was going on while they were, while the chase was going on. I like that. Yeah. And now that he knows what's going on, he, you know, starts letting uh, Milton get away with some stuff, so. Yeah, and also we learn that the cult isn't real. Or, like, they're real, but, like... Yeah, they're like, we made a pact with the devil, and the devil's, like, handyman basically is like, no, I don't think I don't think he did. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, I, he wouldn't like you guys. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. He's never mentioned you guys. <laughs> like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I okay. play Parcheesi with that dude every Tuesday night, and nothing. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get more into the, like, cult ending part at the... Yeah, later. But mm. moving on, start car chase. Car chase. It is Nick Cage uh, driving angry in a car with a license plate that says "Drove Angry," 
Uh, <laughs> Derv Agri. Derv Agri. And then uh, also with a bumper sticker that says, I break for pussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Um, real douchebag, like, like fucking bumper sticker there. It's like, might as well just like have a sweet muscle car, but then still put those truck nuts on it. Like, you're just ruining it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I, I, the bumper sticker to me is like hilarious because it's. it's presumably been put on the car by amber heard's boyfriend Mm -hmm. you know but like she's the one driving the car because she actually has a job and he's just like a deadbeat that cheats on her yeah it's a nice good touch you know yeah there's a long chase scene that follows that where they're chasing them while they're in the rv Mm -hmm. and the rv is doing like burnouts and it's driving through ditches and like pulling u-turns and shit but all the people inside are just like standing there. Yeah, they're all chill as they like weave in and out of oncoming traffic and stuff. He just kind of sits on his little Shea lounge, very bored, and talks about how willful Amber Heard is. <laughs> yeah. As well as uh, there's a couple other um, rednecks following Nick Cage or cult members, whatever, uh, following Nick Cage. And then they go through a warehouse area there's a couple cool explosions. Nick Cage stands next to a pit that a car crashes into. And then mm-hmm. just like I thought that was like a really cool, like just scene where he's he's like unloads a clip into a car coming straight at him. And then it just goes into a ditch. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, damn, that looks sweet. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, this <laughs> this scene is uh, very much the meat and potatoes of the movie when yep. it comes to the drive angry. You know, it lives up to its namesake here. I don't think we need to, you know, take people through shot by shot of a car. Chase I would not be able scene. to <laughs> like that's that, okay, that here's sounds what ha- dumb as hell. I, I have a hard happens. time with like they drive angry. <laughs> Cars go <laughs> They drive angry. I was confused the whole time, honestly, about like what the logistics of the scene were. Like I wasn't sure yep. where he was in relation to them, like how far away the RV was. Yep. I didn't know where what the RV was driving on. Like if it was on a highway or if it was on like a country road or whatever. Also, the where the warehouse just appears to be like two miles, three miles long. Like it, yeah. they're just going full speed through it and it's like and then he yeah and then he goes out of it and then a few minutes later goes back into it or maybe a different (laughs) one doesn't matter and he stops the car multiple times Mm -hmm. like it stops it and like gets out of the car and still but and the rv is still just like flooring it down the road and still manages to drive up ahead of it and then coming on like coming into oncoming traffic towards the rv at the end of once he dispatches the other cars and it's just like, yeah, I, I just thought that I was like, how did he get that far? It's the same thing where it's like, yeah, you tinkered with that car and at the beginning of the movie. And then like, yeah, she drives several miles away and you just walk out of the woods because yet again, geography doesn't matter in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I could not follow the logistics of that shit at all. Doesn't matter. Um, Slows it down. Just like giving characters names. Dumb. Don't do it. I mean, it's true. There's really only like three named characters in this whole movie. (laughs) And I think like those three are like waitresses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, Yeah. Okay. What happens after that? After that long ass. uh, Well, basically the the conclusion of the chase scene is that Piper gets free. She jumps out of the back after like, you know, launching one of his cronies out of the back window of the camper. She's able to then like jump onto the hood of, 
you know, the Derv Agri mobile mm-hmm. and it's uh, engine putters out as uh, Jonah King gets away with the baby. Yeah, he fans his gun in the most like accurate way of shooting I've ever seen. Yeah. And just just perfectly. And, and he's like, I mean, arguably 10 feet away. Like, just take a second. Aim a little. Nah, shoot from the hip. And then he unloads it all into the hood of the car, which kills their car. Right, which slows them down, I guess. But you're right. If he had just taken a second, like, they're right there. He could have done it. Yeah. (laughs) And that would have been, like, the end of the movie, but no. Well, I mean, he does regenerate, so, I mean, but whatever. That's true. Yeah. But he doesn't know Well, no, he does. He already shot him in the face once, so. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, they get away. Yeah, they get away, and this is, uh, you know... Nick Cage and Amber Heard are pushing the broken down car along the side of the road. And this is where we meet uh, Nick Cage's old buddy, uh, tow truck man. Webster. Yeah, Webster. Webster. Yeah. He's like, you're dead. You're dead. And Amber Heard's like, yeah, I'd like to see you try. And he's no, like, no. We've he's been like, getting no. that a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've been getting that a lot lately. And, yeah. and he's like, no, no, no. I mean, like, I carried this guy's coffin. Like, he's dead. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Oh which we already know and if we didn't know that yes it would be cool. exactly would have been a more of a reveal if they just cut that fucking hell scene at the beginning whatever sorry guys i i'm just thinking and i've been thinking about this for a few minutes now that it's a, a incredibly irresponsible of him the character milton mm-hmm. to take piper with him mm-hmm. yeah because he is immortal yep ish like he cannot be killed or really harmed um, it seems like getting shot in the head just sort of puts him down for a couple of minutes and then he's good, but she's not, she can die. Yeah. And they're chasing after a crazy cult that killed his daughter. Yeah. And the reason, whatever reason he gives, because this is basically it that like they meet up with Webster and Webster gives them a new shiny muscle car. He's like, I've got your most favorite one. It's all ready to go. And <laughs> yeah, that's the whole scene. Yeah, and he's like, and I'm going to come with you to kill these cult guys at the jail, because at this point he's like, yeah, I know how Google works. So like Webster just looks, looks <laughs> it up. He's like, yeah, it's a prison. It's in Louisiana. Here's the Google Maps printout. Uh, so let's go get him. Yeah. And then Nick Cage is like, no, you're not coming with me. And he's like, but she is. What the fuck is that all about? And then Nick Cage just takes him back into the barn and like whispers something where the audience doesn't get to hear. And then Webster's just like, yeah, OK. And they go. It's like, yeah. So he he gives a reason of like why. I mean, he does, I, I guess, like he says to her, like, uh, are you really sure you want to do this? And she's like, yeah, I, you know, you basically fucked up my entire life. So. <laughs> I'm yeah. wanted for murdering two cops now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yes. I guess so. Like, he just really fucks her life up. Super bad. And then leaves. That's it. Like, he, not to spoil the ending or anything, but... She is just going to be wanted for murdering two police officers. Yeah, and now she's has a baby. Oh, and her, her and her fiance. And now she has a baby. And her fiance. Yeah. It's like those other cops aren't going to be like, "I'm on the on my way to Louisiana or whatever." Oklahoma, no, on my way to Oklahoma, I didn't make a police uh, statement or report or files any paperwork saying I found a dead body and then it's like, "Oh, it's probably is probably the ex-lover or whatnot or 
some sort of quarrel or yeah. you know all, like there's no there's no nobody talks about it it's, it's yeah. fine nobody well, cares and there could have easily been a scene where the accountant is just using his magic paper slash hypnotism to be like nope it's cool don't worry about her but he doesn't he just he just fucks off back to hell and leaves her to pick up the pieces like it would have been super easy for them to like finagle that in there somehow I, yeah, yeah but they don't no yeah they sure don't she's just yeah she's just gonna be wanted for murdering multiple people across state lines and you know she's gonna be like the, there's a bunch of dead cult people mm-hmm. 40 like a whole bunch of them and some of those are cops in this movie it's yeah and some of them are cops by the way what was that about because that cop just like left joined oh, the party. Yeah, the other <laughs> cops just let him go when he gets exposed as being After like a cult member of this like cult. That's, you know, they've been on the lookout for. There's been like news stories about Jonah King's dangerous <laughs> cult. Yeah. And all of these cops hear the accountant tell that cop called Jonah King. Yeah, he like rips. And then presumably he does. Yeah. Oh, he does. He gets his phone out and then the accountant accountant leans in to listen yeah he gives a little cutesy lean in he's like go on go on and do just it now. just more of that really good like william acting like just like bringing it in he's having not, so not saying much not saying much but doing a lot with his face he's having so much fun yeah because i guess th- yeah we got to talk about this part real quick before we get yes. to the actual prison compound they are in their new muscle car they're on the way there when uh, Tom Atkins led, you know, police officers all converge on their location. They set up this, you know, crazy roadblock that's going to stop them. And then this is where the accountant, you know, armed with his knowledge that Milton is out for revenge, you know, shows up in a hydrogen tank truck. Yeah. Yeah. To help. <laughs> yeah. And just crashes a, a truck full of hydrogen gas into a blockade of cops and somehow like you know doesn't just explode all of them he just kind of shoves all of them out of the way and then 3d 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 some 3d stuff happens bunch of three a whole bunch of 3d explosions it looks yeah awful i was amazed at how terrible this scene looked i'm sorry that i thought it looked great uh, i definitely does not look great i'm gonna veto you on this one sean so bad it looks terrible but anyway uh this is a scene again this is an action sequence you should watch this movie if you think these kind of movies are cool i don't think we need to talk about it at length yeah but he does the trope or he does it yeah does it again where he well okay just to describe this explosion real quick drives a hydrogen tank gets it hooked onto the side of a police car does like a jackknife Flips it over two cars while Nick Cage drives right underneath and just gets a little scratch on the or dent on the top of his car or the roof of his uh, hood. And then hydrogen tank hits the bottom or hits the ground and explodes. Mm -hmm. But right before it flips, uh, you have the accountant step out of the door, uh, out of the door of the car. Or out of the truck. Yeah, yeah, the driver's side, the cab. Onto the onto the car next to him that was hooked to the side, and then just like stands there, all cool and calm, the entire time. No sweat, no big deal. Thing explodes. Not n- nobody cares. Like there's like no. It doesn't seem like anybody's hurt. Yeah, a truck of hydrogen like, gas explodes, and then everyone <laughs> just stands up. Yeah, and it's like whoa, cool, whoa, and then. 
Nick Cage drives off, got past the roadblock, and then the accountant is just hanging out there like, hey, gentlemen, how's it going? And then does the coin trick again, and then same old FBI thing, and then you get, like, you, you get to, uh, the cap just saying, like, God damn it, FBI, motherfucker. Yeah, he's just like, ah, oh, he is like, you've got to be kidding me. Gosh darn it. Like, he just drove a semi into a police blockade. Uh, yeah, there's no way you're FBI. I really wanted him to just say, thrill me right there. Like, <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, uh, yeah. That's, that's a... Reference to another movie, he's mm-hmm. in, which is just like a shirt that he's wearing. God, like that. I paused it. It was. It, it's just all these movie quotes, but none of the movies that he's in. It drove me crazy. It's like Empire Strikes Back, Science of the Lambs, uh, Three Hundred, but nothing, nothing he's in. Well, maybe he should have been in some more high-profile movies then. If if I ever do a big budget, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, the compound, uh, yeah, there's 40 cultists in an abandoned prison and they're having a crazy topless party with guns and booze. Yeah, they're, yeah, Yeah. everybody's drunk. Yeah, Yeah, they they got coolers. They're all shooting guns. They look fun, honestly, like, I mean, you know, they're not great, but like, they look like they know how to have a good time. Yeah, this is my kind of cult. Yeah, they have a, they're burning a giant effigy of like a that like necklace that uh king is wearing where it's like a upside down pentagram but with yeah a, like a big a crown on the top yeah and then uh yeah there's topless dancers and then also there's coolers full of beer and guns because <laughs> yeah. why do you need to st- like waste of cooler space i mean yeah <laughs> i know i liked i liked the bit though where he yeah. kicks the first one open and he's like no not this one he kicks open the other one it's just a big pile of ammo and stuff and he's like eh, yeah. that's what i'm looking for yeah so um <clears throat> the accountant lets nick cage do this for sort of unclear reasons oh uh, like, we did we t- we had to pause and talk about this yeah I, didn't really, I mean what he says is something like i like he's like either way you know either he kills you and i get what i want or you kill him and I get what I want mm-hmm. because either way, Nick Cage goes back to hell, but he's like, he's also, he's like helping him and letting him do it. I'm not sure. I felt like if he had just had a slightly different motivation there, he could have just been like, I think it's fun. You know what I mean? Or like, I don't like these guys. Yeah. Like, I don't like, you know, satanic cults yeah. when they say they're doing stuff. Yeah. that That's, um, that's what it was. So what was how it? He did, yes. Yeah. He ex- I mean, I think it is basically that they just don't make it super clear. Yeah, he, he yeah, they don't make it super clear, but he says, well, either way, you're coming to hell with me. Mm-hmm. OK, that's the deal. Mm-hmm. But since we're here, you want to kill that guy? Kill him because he's about to kill that baby and he's going to do it in Satan's name, which turns out Satan's not a big fan of. And there is no deal deal that they're going to do. They're just going to actually kill that kid. And then, yeah, hell, hell is not going to come to Earth there. That was never going to happen. It's a bullshit cult. Right, but he doesn't they just he doesn't say all that stuff, though. No, he says you kill him. Stop him and we'll be cool. It's fine. You'll just be coming home with me. Yeah. Basically, he just takes Amber Heard hostage so that he can get the God killer away from Nick. And I guess is a bargaining chip where he's like, okay, well, then now I have Amber Heard. So once you kill all these guys, you got to come 
back to see me and we'll go to hell and I'll let her go then. Yeah, that was my takeaway. Yeah, I guess it's not it's not very clear, though. His motivations, I mean, like, you know, they kind of make it seem like as he learns about what Nick Cage is there to do, that he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, OK, that's a good reason. I'll, I'll let him I'll let him. Out and he's like he's he's an interesting character because he's not like outright evil. You know what I mean? Like there's a part later on when he looks at a woman, the cult member who was like holding the baby for most of the movie. And he asks her, like, were you really going to kill this baby? And she doesn't say anything for a long time. And he's like, that's what I thought. And I kind of thought that was supposed to imply that he is, like, morally good, I guess. That he's, or that he's, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. At least neutral. Yeah, he's like. At, at least, yeah. I He, it, okay, the movie portrays him more as, like, like a jail guard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just got a job to do. Exactly. That's, and that's how he describes Satan. Beelzebub. Yeah. Lucifer. Whatever. It's he says he's like he's really just a prison uh warden. Like, you know, that it's like if you put it that way then it's like, okay, well you're you're not even that evil. You're just doing your job, which mm-hmm. okay, you can take that however you like. Um that's the movie. That's not my view on Christianity. Yeah, we should be clear. If you're, you know, we're just, just dissecting what the movie is positing here. We're not taking a stance in any way. Yeah, it lays out a cosmology. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what it's supposed to imply is that he like he he doesn't like bad people. You know what I mean? That's what it's mm-hmm. supposed to um, yeah. imply for us. And, and he gets really peeved off when you kill pe- kill children in his name. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. OK, so sacrificing... I guess he, he's down for goats, but not like uh, babies. I don't know. Either way. Yeah, wrong, Nick wrong Cage. type of kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That is some grade A punch. punch. So Thank you. then there is a an enormous action scene that follows. Yeah. Oh, man. Boy, is that fun. Yeah. Oh, it's a blast. There's only really one thing that I want to talk about from this fight scene. <laughs> and I think you guys both know what it is. And it's the crazy face melting God killer bullet because <laughs> partway through the fight scene, Amber Heard gets away yeah. from the accountant and grabs the God killer. And he's like, well, what, you can kill me with that if you want, or you can go help your friend. So she <laughs> they'll just send more of me. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll be back. It's fine. So uh, she goes down and, you know, Nick Cage ends up with the God killer gun and and he shoots Jonah King with it. Surprise, surprise. Well, yeah. Yep. And uh, it has like a really crazy like it has like this swirling runic pattern and he like gets sucked up into the sky. I mean, what did you think of this, Josh? What did you think of the visual effects here? It looks fucking Um, terrible. (laughs) And also did not happen to the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. He gets thrown into the Winnebago and then the Winnebago just explodes. Yeah. Doesn't get sucked into some sort of void in the sky. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't turn into like reverse Dr. Manhattan where he like falls apart. (laughs) Well, and even more so when he shoots at the accountant on the bridge, it's just like a bullet. It's just a bullet that like can Mm -hmm. pierce the accountant's skin. He does it one handed. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the second shot, it's like a grenade launcher. <laughs> yeah. And then in the third shot, it opens like 
a crazy celestial portal that like dismembers this guy's spirit or something. I don't know. I okay. Yeah, it destroys your soul. Yeah, the the special effects here didn't look like good, but I, I disagree. They, they took some risks and they made it I don't know. It's really like kind of cartoonish in a way yeah. that I could get down with, you know. It made me wish that more of the special effects in this movie were trying to be less gritty and realistic and more in this uh-huh. style. And I think Oh, sorry. Uh, the Oh, I was just going to say that I think if it probably if it wasn't shot in 3D it would probably look better. Yes, exactly. Yeah, almost certainly. One true. of the, yeah. one of the biggest things about 3D is where it's like they focus too much on these like simple like they 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 like kind of make it dumb down a little bit just so you can get that mm-hmm. one layer coming forward another layer leaning back whatnot and it just looks awful <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it really suffers but like when you when you have like something that's not trying to be super 3d like for example the effect where his eye is healing and he's looking at himself in the mirror mm-hmm. yeah and it like kind of just like warps and kind of comes from the back of his brain into his the front and then his eye is like a different color but it's like there again that looks great i love that like that effect looked awesome yeah all the practical effects look great honestly like it all did every time that it was a real thing that happened i'm sure a lot of the car wrecks would look real but that was like definitely uh that was definitely like cg that and the hydrogen truck were also was horribly cg other than that, it was pretty much all practical effects, as far as I could mm-hmm. tell. And it looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Just those two fucking times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, look, I don't know. I mean, it's it's out of place, but it brought me a lot of joy. It made me laugh out loud from my belly in a way that mm-hmm. I found pleasurable. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you get that, like, comeback right after his... Um, He's absorbed into, I don't know, the void or Ob- dissolved yeah, into oblivion or something. Yeah. A chunk of his skull falls <laughs> under the ground. Oh, yeah. So that so that Nick Cage can drink beer Disgusting. out of it, which he. Yeah. Mm. Earlier in the movie, he, he talks about wanting to do that. And then he does. Yep. Yeah. And then he keeps and then it. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this. Yeah. He almost chucks it and there's like. Ah. <laughs> so ba- basically, <laughs> this is the end of the movie and it ends like this. With Jonah King having been dispatched to the nether realm, Milton then acts like he's in pain and dying and tells Amber Heard, okay, here's the baby. It's yours now. I, I always wanted you to take care of it. And then he disappears. Yeah, he but, says, I chose you. But then yeah. <laughs> it cuts to just the same, like the wrecked van is there and all it's in the same place and it's just mm-hmm. the accountant and Milton talking and Milton's like I really sold that huh I made her I made her believe it and the accountant's like eh, I've seen better and then they just drive off to hell again the accountant does not solve any of her legal woes no nope. they no nope. Milton just gives her the baby and is like all right well enjoy the rest of your fucked up life I guess being yeah. on the run with a child yeah yeah, do me a favor. Take this baby for like a week until you get arrested. Yeah, like I have now guaranteed that this child is going to have a weird and probably bad life. Yeah. Yeah, but Webster's there now. Uh, so <laughs> I guess maybe they they live together and raise the child. You think that's you think that's the post credits is that she went back to Webster? I don't know. 
I don't. Well, I mean, no, she didn't go back. He was there. Oh, the end. oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. He, should, that's he does right, show yeah. up. God damn! I watched this movie yesterday. He shows up just enough time to be like, "Here's a jacket. You look cold. Oh, there's a baby. <laughs> oh, okay." When there's when there's a whole bunch of like action getting shoved in my face for a long time, my brain just like the higher functions just start turning off one at a time. Mm-hmm. Bad boy syndrome. I got it. Yeah, and then by the end, I'm just like. A spinal cord just watching a movie. Yeah. Just like Jonah King. Uh, just like Jonah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. The ending, to me, it just had the kind of ending of like, eh, if this movie makes enough money, maybe we'll make another one. Probably not. And yeah, verdict says it did not make enough money yeah. to warrant a sequel. Um, 41 million uh, internationally and domestic off of a 50 million dollar production budget. So uh, wait, what was the budget? 50 million. That's what I guessed earlier. Oh, you guessed? I just assumed you were looking at it. <laughs> no, I just guessed. I just assumed it costs probably about that much money. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> right, right on the nose. Right. 50 mil. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also, we can, we're not done yet because we also have to talk about the super inspirational, like, pseudo meatloaf track that plays at the end about, be, like, being alive and, like, mm-hmm. living your life. It's It's so over the top, like a 90s power ballad. Yeah. And it's over a shot of Nick Cage driving back into eternal torture in hell. Yeah, in a 57 Chevy Bel Air. I was laughing so I was laughing my ass off that whole time. Yeah, great song. Also, not the last funny song on the soundtrack. Really? I stopped after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. Uh, oh, you fucked up. Is there a rap? Uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> Over the bloops, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, excuse me, uh, there's not a rap, but what there is, is a butt rock slash, like, I don't know, I'd call it maybe symphonic metal song uh written and performed by weston cage uh, nick's eldest son uh that uh, plays over the credits proper so um uh, you're gonna want to go you're yeah, gonna want to go back and listen to that and sean this will delight you to know and right the name of that song that he performs is drive angry and it was written for the movie that's right in an 80s twist this movie has a song written about it. Awesome. Awesome. All the all the best movies yeah. do. And this, it was Nick Cage's song. Um, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, see, exactly. It's a Deep Blue Sea. Uh-oh, can you hear that? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I'll listen to it later. We probably shouldn't play it on the podcast. Yeah, Get sued for prob- that. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. That you play it for like two seconds. <laughs> probably, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll leave it up to your discretion. I think the worst we'd probably get is a season to six. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm just I'm, I just watched this movie and I'm just like, what was that? Oh. Someone's driving Dry angry. <laughs> Nick <laughs> Milton. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh man, that's so rude of him to come, like be in Des Moines and not drop by for the I podcast. I know. Well, you know, we've been asking. So, what do you guys? <laughs> what, did, uh, what did the boys in the R and D department come up with this week as far as behind the scenes stuff? Well, uh, we're we're running a little long here, so uh, I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep it short and sweet, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep it. I do oh, have a couple oh little so ones. sweet for you. This I is a, my, I got what, a couple. Yeah, start with the sweet. Right, this so. is this is my thing. Uh, in a 
interview conducted by Variety at Sundance 2018. Nicolas Cage recounts a story about the time that he spent hanging out with Axl Rose uh, because Axl Rose apparently said Drive Angry is his favorite movie. And this prompted Nick to be like, really? Huh? So I went back and watched it a few times and I was like, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Drive Angry is Axl Rose's favorite film, according to Nick Cage. So really should have saved that for like the end. I don't something, have about, for it. No. something about Axl Rose, like just being like drunk at a party and being like, "Have you guys? Hey, have you guys ever heard of this movie called Drive Angry?" Oh, it's a fucking masterpiece, it's fucking man. So good. So good. people are like, "Yeah, I just, I just finished watching Downton Abbey," and he's like, "I just finished watching Drive Angry again." He's like, "Yeah, I bought a 3D TV when it went on sale, and." <laughs> <laughs> It was on clearance because they oh all are. Because they all are. <laughs> it's the way. To, it's the you gotta watch a movie in the way the filmmakers intended. It's it's you gotta respect I mean, the auteur. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. Oh my god. Uh, well, I have a couple things. Uh, the uh, um, we tried to watch it with the commentary, uh, but for some reason the director decided to uh, just like. Hey, I I have a sore throat. I had laryngitis this week. I I'm still gonna record a, <laughs> a <laughs> commentary track. Ooh. We're gonna it is rough. We're gonna push ahead and not not take a week and revisit it. We're just gonna do it now. Yeah, like and nobody gave him cough drops. Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> like, a bag of fucking ludens. It's it, so we we started it. Jesus. We started it that way, and it just. Fucking ten minutes in, we were like, we can't. Yeah, we just we just knowingly uh, looked at each other, and it sounds (laughs) like a mummy is trying to tell me about this movie. (laughs) And uh, but so I just went back. I just went to like the three parts of the 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 movie that I really enjoyed, which was the sex scene. (laughs) <laughs> the very end of uh okay sort of different yeah. opinions there okay yeah the 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 well the makeout scene in the uh diner and, and wow and the the uh blowing up the uh king at the end yeah that's where it's good um hoping that they might talk about uh the the, the graphics yeah no no they didn't uh not important they know um so i found out a couple of fun facts uh mostly with the sex scene, uh, <laughs> Nick Cage um, was actually inside. Was supposed her. to be naked. He oh. was supposed to be naked with that lady, but he thought, "Nah, I don't want to do that." So they're just like, "Okay, well, I never just rode before a gunfight." All right, that was that was great. Yeah, perfect. That makes total sense. Yeah, roll with it. Because it, at that split second in time, and at no other point in the movie, he is a pre. Yeah, he knows or, they're coming. There's a lot of that. The, he knows they're coming. They know that he's coming to the church. Like, that. yeah. But, so during that scene when he's on the ground and he's, like, uh, firing, <laughs> during production, one of the bullet casings out of the gun that was shooting blanks <laughs> flew into his pants, the back of his pants. <laughs> and he, he got burned on the ass by a bullet casing. <laughs> What? Nick Cage got slightly injured by this movie. They said uh, he was a total professional until they hit cut. 
Yeah. And by that time, shot. his crack was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was I was laughing at that part. Um, I mean, all good art takes suffering. <laughs> and then um, at the end, the uh, they talk about the uh, oh, well, what I thought they were going to talk about, like Kane's death, but mm-hmm. they actually refer to. Uh, they just talk a lot about that skull, like the bit of skull that he drinks the beer out of. Yeah. Apparently earlier in that movie, it was a improv line or like he just like ad libbed. (laughs) Nick Cage just said that That he's going to drink beer out of his skull. And then they were like, oh, shit, what if we did that at the end? That's awesome. And then they told him and he got super jazzed. So that was actually just like a thing that they kind of rolled with through production, which I was just like, that's fucking awesome. Right on, because that's like. That's like the best part at the end. Yeah, know? that's like the best part of the whole movie. <laughs> oh, man, that's oh, good. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I kind of forgot the rest. That's all right. Um, <laughs> we should probably wrap it up. We're running a little long on this one. Um, yeah. So I guess well, let's just cut straight to unless you guys have any good recasts. Uh, Kurt Russell. No, <laughs> I was going to say Woody Harrelson for mine. Fuck, that's a good choice. Yeah. Wow. That is a good one. I mean, especially like, I mean, he did like that kind of, you know, American Psycho. Mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, Natural, yeah. Born, Natural Killers. Born Killers. Yeah. yeah. Although American American Psycho would also be a great title for that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's and, you know, that, of course, Natural Born Killers is what I was thinking. It's mm-hmm. not exactly uncharted territory for him, but oh, man, I love him in that movie. He's a great creep, you know, <laughs> he's like mm-hmm. a good, like unnerving mm-hmm. stare. Uh, which is really what this movie is all about. Unnerving stares. Yeah. So I, w- I was going to say John C. Riley. I don't know why. Huh. <laughs> I just think he, I just think it'd be a lot of fun. That is a left field choice, <laughs> but I respect it. I just think it'd be it'd be a lot of fun. And he's like a good actor in some stuff. Yeah. And like in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know for sure. I mean, he's a, let me, he's a good. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Let me apologize to John. Um, he's a good actor in sometimes he's not in good movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, hmm. he he has surprising range. I've seen The Lobster. Yeah, yeah, and like Boogie Nights and shit. Um, or like Sean, what is it? Sister Brothers? Hell yeah. Yeah, that's that's the name of the movie. <laughs> what brothers? Brothers, sisters, sister sisters gang, brothers. gang of sisters. Step Brothers? No, it's there's a movie called Sisters Brothers, <laughs> oh, right? Like it's a western. <laughs> I thought you were trying to say Step Brothers. That was a movie he was in. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, um, I'll look well, it up. I, I mean, gotta know. Honestly, as much as I love Kurt Russell, he'd be great. I don't think this is. I don't think this would be for him. I'm huh? gonna say Susan Sarandon. Okay. Huh. From when? Like now. Just now. Like right now. Yeah, originally when they wrote the screenplay, they, the character was a seventy-year-old man. So I mean, that doesn't they ch- that could make sense, I guess. Yeah, they did. They just change it. They're like, uh, you just don't age once you go to hell. because oh, yeah. like Nick Nick wanted to do it, and they were like, yeah, we'll make that work. Well, yeah, because otherwise, <laughs> how, how otherwise how would it work? Yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't be able to. Um, by the way, I looked it up. It's called The Sisters Brothers. You're right. Yeah, I'm All not right. crazy. Sorry. <laughs> and he was also in a movie in 2014 called Bears, which I'm definitely going to check out. Okay. Is it like about baseball? What is it? It is. No, it's a nature <laughs> documentary. Um, uh, <laughs> so he's just like narrating it. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Right on. Hmm. No, uh, Sister Brothers, it's good. He does like really good drama like acting. 
Yeah, he's great. He, like, it's yeah. not. It's not. I mean, there is some. There's some funny parts in it, but like overall, it's like a serious like. I'll check it out. Kind of drama. Looks good. It's got Joaquin Phoenix in it. It's great. He's a, he makes he's always in good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, anyway, but <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Round table. Do you guys anything. recommend this movie, Jeff? Absolutely. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, we know where Sean stands. Let's start. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna back him up on this one 100. This movie kicks ass. Yeah, I agree. This movie fucking rules. Um, it's just get a stupid. just get a six just get a six pack when you watch it. Yes, like, get drunk know. and watch it with a bunch of people. Yeah. It's that kind yeah. of movie. It's it's fun. Huff no, I, I did enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, half a bone. <laughs> yeah, light up some of that good stinky green stuff. If if you if that's your thing, if that's your thing, if it's in if you're um, in a place where it's legal and you're of age. Yes. And yeah. You, and of course, wink. Of course, not while you're driving. Do not watch this movie while you're driving and smoking pot. Do not do that. Yeah. Don't watch any movies when you're driving. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, anyway. Sorry. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week when we're going to do another movie. Yeah, don't forget. Drive angry. Drive <laughs> angry. Oh, also, if you guys want to do it, um, if you don't want to watch this movie, I recommend going on YouTube, at least, and just type in Drive Angry Accountant. And there is a best of the accountant thing on there that is like, two minutes long and it's like all the best parts of his scene so if you're not gonna watch this movie at least go watch that hit it yeah all right um thanks for uh listening with us join us next week when we watch the movie amos and andrew amos and andrew i don't know anything about this movie i yeah me too <laughs> pick <laughs> this one of out of a hat all right anyway bye bye, bye. yeah <laughs>Thanks for listening. Don't worry, this will be short. If you enjoy the podcast and want updates, check us out on Twitter. We're at Atwack Podcast. That's A-T-W-A-C Podcast for All the World's a Cage. Also, review us on iTunes if you use that. Or recommend us to a friend. Well, ask if they like Nick Cage first, and then ask if they like podcasts, and then recommend us. Thanks again.